Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. You'll get all of our content, including before floor, an hour before every game. Post up five hours as soon as the game ends. And FiveReasonsSports.com, spell that one out. You get all the latest South Florida sports content without a paywall. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at prizepicks.com. Use the code five. That's the official fantasy partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is the easiest to play, and you can play two, three, four, five players. You can play players from different teams. You can play players from different sports. So if you want to start playing the futures on MLB, you can do that. The final four coming up next weekend, you can do that too. Of course, NBA and everything else that's on there, MMA. They got a ton of stuff at prizepicks.com, and you can play it so many different ways. The total fantasy points, you can just play rebounds, just play points, assists, whatever it is you want. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E. You get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars and you don't have to play it all at once. And now tonight's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. I'm here with Alex Toledo. We are at FTX Arena in the media room. We're keeping an eye on the game. We just came from our seats. We tempted fate a little bit here with the way the Heat have finished games but this one seems comfortable knock on something otherwise some people on press row are going to kill us uh the heat leading the sacramento kings and it does appear that they'll end their four-game losing streak before they head out on a tough three-game trip that's going to take them through boston chicago and toronto the floor plan tonight we're going to discuss the changes we've talked on podcasts including the one that we did on sunday night and the one that greg and i did on saturday about some things that eric spolstra needed to do in terms of tightening the rotation we saw that at least while the game was in the balance, no Victor Oladipo, no Markeith Morris. So those two experiments, at least for tonight, put on hold Gabe Vincent. We said when he came back from the toe injury, put him back in the rotation. He was in the rotation tonight. But the two biggest things tonight, Alex, and we're going to cover these uh, together. One, Max Struess in the starting lineup for Duncan Robinson with Robinson coming off the bench. And then the staggering. I really think that's the, the, the Duncan Robinson move is going to get the most attention. To me, the staggering is the more important. Putting Hero in for Jimmy with the first substitution was tactical. That was, I thought, to get Hero on the floor with a BAM 
and spacing without Jimmy kind of getting in the way. And then Jimmy being more of an off ball cutter. I know he hit the three threes, but an off ball cutter and not sort of dominating the ball as the game went on and getting Jimmy out there at the four with shooters more often. It seemed like these were, it, it was a little bit about the starting lineup, but with Eric Spolster, there were layers and I felt there were layers tonight, again, couching it and that you played basically a G league against a G league team tonight in Sacramento without its two best players. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more as far as the changes tonight. You know, obviously the Kings without De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, like this this is just another one of these teams that they should be able to stop. And it's good to see him do it after, you know, blowing uh, three games versus teams that they were supposed to do the same thing to last week. And uh, honestly, it, it's just good to see him do it again. And as far as the changes go, like, I, I agree with you. I think it's more about the staggering and as far as specifically getting in one more shooter in the lineup. Because I think, like, it's just making it easier on Jimmy and Bam to score and get easy points there. Like, I just think, you know, you're playing less Vic and less Markeith. All of a sudden, you know, Gabe is getting more minutes. Duncan and Tyler are playing together. We saw uh, Tyler and Max playing together. Right now, you know, this is kind of the end of the game. I don't know that this is something they would do going forward. But they've got to line up out there with Duncan, Max, and Tyler. So, it seems like the compromise just might be to get, you know, an extra shooter in the lineup and and maybe compromise some of the defense that, that they've been so good at. But that wasn't necessarily the problem tonight. You know, not that the Kings without those two players have a lot of threats, but it it just made things a little bit simpler for Jimmy and Bam on offense. And like you said, Jimmy playing off the ball was another huge thing. I think everybody noticed that tonight because there wasn't so much pounding the ball. And Jimmy was started off as a screener um, during the beginning of the season, a lot of times for Kyle Lowry, but now we saw it today with Tyler Hero a lot. I feel like getting Jimmy in motion and off the bounce is just a, a much better way of getting him into rhythm than just constantly trying to barrel into the rim from the top of the three-point line to try to get to the free throw. I mean, to try to get to the free throw line. Meanwhile, you have Bam there sitting in the paint. They try to run pick and roll together. Teams are going to collapse. So I like that they've thrown this variety in here. And speaking of variety, bringing Duncan off the bench, like he didn't see too many dribble handoffs tonight. As far as I saw, like, I think there was, he was more trying to fit in and he, he finished five of seven. He actually shot a lot better than Max did. I mean, the game is still going on, but uh, as of right now, Max is three of 11, two of nine from three. Duncan is five of seven from three. And I just think it makes things easier on guys when you're not just trying to um, run the same play over and over again, right? And I, I think Duncan fitting in off the bench is a is a lineup is is a lineup machination that could work, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just go back to this moving forward. Yeah, and I think as we start to go through these things one by one, uh, the one that's going to get the most attention is Struess over Robinson. What's interesting tonight is that Struess actually didn't put up numbers. I mean, he uh, as we're as we're speaking here, three of eleven overall, two of nine from three. So it wasn't really about what Max gave them. Duncan actually <laughs> was more efficient off the bench than Max. So let's start with this one. Do you see this as a permanent change to just sort of flip things up? Because again, we talked all year about getting that starting lineup together. They got it together and the numbers with the starting lineup have been fine. The problems have been mostly when Tyler has been in for Duncan in that situation. So putting Struess in, do you anticipate that Max Struess is going to be a long-term starter for this team? Or is this just one move to kind of start a chain reaction? And additionally, no Caleb Martin tonight. We expect him to be inserted into the rotation. Does that affect anything as far as maybe Duncan playing off the bench or Max starting? 
That's a good question, the Caleb part, because it really depends on how much Spo wants to go within the playoffs as far as if he wants to go nine or ten deep, because then it could get a little tricky as far as who's the tenth guy. Is it Caleb, Max, Duncan? I don't know. But as of right now, and I said this on Winnow on our off-the-floor text subscription service that you guys should go check out, um, that I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of the way going forward, specifically regarding Vic and, and Keith, where it's like they're the early favorites to be cut out of the playoffs in the rotation. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they get some playing time here or there in certain matchups. But as of right now, like, I think you know who your best and most reliable role players are. And um, I think a lot of this has to do with getting more spacing, like we've been talking about, into these lineups and just making it easier on their main scores to get a little bit more space. Having extra shooting threats out there makes it easier on everybody. And maybe that's just a decision that gets, you know, Vic and, and, and Keith out of there, I, I think. You know, maybe certain matchups they, they might want to play Keith as the backup five instead of going big. But at this point, I, I think they're kind of and I'm not one to usually make these declaration, these uh, declarations after games. And especially a team like the Kings missing their best players, too. Like, it's just not a great sample. I just think um, they're going to need to rely more on shooting to get over some of these offensive half court woes, because like otherwise, it's just very predictable offense going on there and not enough space for Vic and Keith specifically Vic. Yeah. I would anticipate that the Vic thing is going to be put on ice here. I, I think the Mark Keith thing will be a little bit more matchup dependent, maybe for Deadman. I also think as we're looking forward, Caleb does get back in the rotation. And so I, I don't know that the Struess thing is permanent. Uh, it feels to me a little bit like Struess is a placeholder, get a little bit of rhythm back. There is a comfort level with Jimmy playing with Struess, but the other part of the Struess element is this. You've looked up these, these numbers during the game. Tyler plays well with Max. Tyler doesn't always play well with Duncan for whatever reason. Okay, maybe it's different kinds of actions, okay, or all that. But but the Tyler hero minutes have been good this season. Excuse me, the Tyler hero Max Struess minutes have been good this season. Doing it this way allowed Spolster to get Tyler on the floor with Max instead of Duncan. And I think one of the reasons we were a little concerned about bringing Duncan off the bench was this idea of Tyler and Duncan coming off together. They didn't come off together tonight. Tyler came off first, played with Max for a period of time, and then a few minutes later, Duncan came out. So there were not a ton of, at least when the game was in the balance, there were not a ton of Tyler-Duncan minutes together. I think that is something, again, I, I think this was, we talk about a team that was staggering. Spolstra decided to stagger it. It's basically what happened tonight, is that I think that going through the analytics, he also didn't watch the game live, he said the other night, because he was with his son. Um, obviously, they were dealing with, with, with a health situation there. So he didn't really watch it. It gave him a couple of days to kind of, you know, breathe a little bit. Then he did watch it. I know from experience here and talking to Eric about analytics that he does not lean on them completely. But he this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. They're brought to him, okay? And sometimes he will ignore them because he trusts a certain player. I think in this case, Alex, what we found is that I think he went by the analytics tonight. He played combinations together tonight that have looked better together this season. And he went away from some of the ones that haven't. And some of this, again, like I said, was layered. I think the one thing we got to talk about, and we will when we come back, and I think what we're going to do now is break, come back after some of the interviews. But I think one of the things we got to look at is at the end of games, they didn't have that situation tonight because they weren't playing a good team. At the end of games, does he still go back to lineups that haven't been good, including the lineup we've talked about all year, which was PJ, Bam, Jimmy, Kyle, and Tyler. So we didn't have a chance to see that tonight. All right, but we're going to come back, talk more about this after some of the interviews, just a little bit of a different uh, order that we're doing things tonight. We do want to tell you about another sponsor of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at signs Broward. They do everything for you. Uh, and you've seen their signs. If you live in Broward County, you've seen them on federal highway. You've seen them on Las Olas. It's called signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. You can find them at signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale.com or signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale on Instagram. They handle business window graphics, interior office signage, custom flags and banners, and they do the sign repair and maintenance. And again, if you walk down Las Olas, like every single place there has got a sign either in the window, outside the window, outside they do all of that stuff. So reach out to our friends over at Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. They're based right here, of course, in Broward County, 954-791-8685, 954-791-8685. Mention five reasons to get a discount. And again, it's Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale.com. All right, we're going to be right back with some comments after we hear from Eric Spolstra and some of the players. All right, we're back here on five on the floor after coach and player interviews. We heard from Eric Spolster. We heard from Duncan Robinson. We heard from Jimmy Butler and we heard from Bam Adebayo. And pretty much we heard what we just told you on the first half of the podcast. Uh, Eric Spolster confirmed that this was a difficult decision, but that it was about more than just the starting lineup, that things could change. Although, Alex, I thought that it sounded like he's going to stick stick with Max Struess here for at least a little while even though we talked about how matchups might change things, but he also talked about how there were going to be layers sort of beyond it. I asked him that question about, you know, the idea of it being more than about just the starters and making sure that he got the right guys and with the right guys, but everything was about space. I, I think that what struck me tonight was that they were all so open about it, right? Like Duncan's another conversation. I give him credit for speaking to the media tonight because it's clear you know, why would he be thrilled with this decision? Right. But he spoke to us tonight, but bam, Jimmy and, and Eric all pretty much confirmed that this was about creating space for their best players. Okay. Whether it was Tyler, whether it was Jimmy, I don't know that that fans are going to love the idea that Jimmy talked about taking more threes than he took tonight, but he did speak to the cutting off the ball and some of the things that he did after hearing from them. Are you, 
more clear that this is the right decision that Eric Spolster made. To yeah, I actually am. And I feel actually more clear that this is the, the kind of the rotation that's going to, that's going to stick now through the end of the season and through the beginning of the playoffs until further notice, like I said earlier in the pod, I, I kind of felt that this is going to be what we see. And, and I, and I feel the same way after having just listened to them now post game, I, I, I think they're going to stick with this. And, and, like you said, it wasn't just Spo. It was everybody out there was talking about spacing. And Bam was the one who finished up the press conference there. And he, I feel like he said the word space or spacing in every sentence that he uttered. So you could tell, and, and they said this, that they watched a lot of film uh, beforehand. And that was a, kind of like the point of emphasis. So I do believe that this is something they're going to stick with. They all mentioned that. And obviously it was asked, it was asked about from the, from media, but they all admitted to the, the half-court offensive goals. I feel like that's something that's been kind of downplayed where a lot of times they'll refer more to, you know, not playing their game and, and the defense, and that's kind of like the first priority. But they all acknowledge the, the, uh, the half-court offensive woes tonight, and I think they all realize just how much uh, spacing makes things easier for everybody. I think you, you, it was uh, 20 of, what was it, 30 tonight uh, between Jimmy and Bam combined. Like, when do you get games like that where they're both scoring on – you know, so many, I mean, a good amount of attempts, but great amount of efficiency like that, where they're both having great scoring games. Like, I think that's more likely to happen when you have an extra shooter out there for both these guys, whether it's for them or for Tyler. You know, the weird twist of this and getting to the Duncan Robinson thing is we've talked all year about the need for Duncan Robinson in the starting lineup to create spacing. And on the night that Duncan Robinson was removed from the starting lineup, all that they talked about was that this move created more spacing. And I think that is I th what I think we need to understand as basketball observers in general is that it is not always just about one move or the first eight minutes of a quarter. It's about how these lineups are layered throughout the game. And the problem that you were having earlier this season and throughout the season, again, we have to see if this is going to stick. They're going up to play a Boston team on Wednesday that almost beat Toronto tonight with nobody playing. And they're getting most of their guys, with the exception of Robert Williams, which is a big injury, which we'll talk about going forward. Uh, they're getting most of their guys back on Wednesday. Okay, and Boston slipped from the one to the four tonight. Miami now, we can say it because Boston lost. They've moved up back to the one seed. After everything, they're in the one seed, but they could slip down to four again. The bottom of the conference is cratering. Cleveland's banged up. Uh, Chicago can't beat the Knicks. Okay. It's, it's really about these four teams in the Eastern conference now. And, and I think we will get a better idea of how this works when they go forward, but it does look like, again, Eric Spolster went through the analytics, talked to his players. And the other thing I gathered from tonight, there must've been conversations with Jimmy and Bam about this at the very least, maybe even Tyler, because I, it felt to me like this was, this wasn't the kind of uh, press I've been in many of these press conferences after, after lineup and rotation changes where the players will say, well, we'll see how it works out. Or, you know, we just need to play better. No, tonight it was very clear, Alex. Okay. That they wanted these changes, their top two. And we didn't hear from Tyler tonight. Okay. And I don't know what Tyler would say or not say, but it's clear that Jimmy and bam wanted these changes tonight. I don't know what it says about Duncan specifically, but it does certainly say that they they viewed it as we want to get with different players on the floor and different combinations that will create more space for all of us. I couldn't agree more. And as far as the dunking thing goes, like he, he played a good amount of minutes tonight, obviously he had a great game, like we mentioned earlier. And I think that's the best thing about it is just to, to kind of put a, you know, put a bow on all this is that max starting doesn't mean Duncan has to be out of the rotation or has to be, you know, just out of it completely. Like Max, like we said earlier, Max was the one who struggled shooting tonight. 
Uh, Duncan is the one who shot well. Like, I just think having an extra shooter on the floor is just going to make things so much easier for these guys. And I just want to go circle back to this quote here from Jimmy. We made a few, t- a few tweaks and got back to who we are. And he said, that's the way we want to look, and that's the way we want to play. And then on the rotation and the lineup tweaks, he said, it corrects a lot of our spacing. Like, it just feels like there's a lot of hinting going on that this is how it's going to be moving forward. And then I talked about Bam earlier, how he said it in every sentence. He said, you know, they watched film. They said that it was – he acknowledged that in the stretch of these past four games before tonight, they, they kind of had a hard time getting to the right lineups and the right spacing in these lineups. So it feels like there was a whole lot of acknowledging tonight, and it feels like this is kind of the way it's going to stick moving forward. And I think the most important part of this is that when we you look at what happened last week, and Jimmy was asked by Malika Andrews on the Zoom tonight about it, about what happened last week, and he addressed it in about 40 seconds, but he addressed it, okay? said that he thought it was good for the team. But when you had the situation last week that went so public with Jimmy and Spo not on the same page, the fact that it seems like not only did Jimmy endorse these moves, but may have actually influenced these moves in concert with Eric is a positive. At least they're moving in the same direction. Now we have talked all year that there seemed to be some discomfort uh, with Duncan in the starting lineup, whether it was through Kyle or whether it's through Jimmy body language, et cetera. We know that bam has that relationship with Duncan, Uh, but for the two others, it just hasn't felt right all year long. There is a comfort level on a friendship level, clearly with Jimmy and Max that exists. The crazy thing about this, we said this early on, and we'll just end it here. Max didn't even do that much tonight from a shooting perspective. So this is not about Max. Now, if Max has a bunch of bad shooting games in a row and he's getting cooked defensively, they'll have to reevaluate this. The other thing, though, don't look past this. Gabe Vincent came back tonight. We talked about that. He made a couple shots. He's going to play an important role for this team in the playoffs, too. And when you talk about spacing too, Gabe provides more spacing than Vic does. And I think that played into this decision. Also, Gabe provides more spacing than Vic. I I think, I think Vic's a great story, but we've said in the last two podcasts, I just think it's too late in the season with a team that was, if this team was really humming right now and you, but a team that's struggling, you can't, you can't build a guy up in that kind of circumstance. It's too difficult. All right. We know we were all over the place tonight, but If you listen to the first half of the pod, we basically confirmed it with the second half of the pod with everything we heard from everybody. All right, check out our sponsors, uh, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5FIVE. Should have mentioned this one before for your premium CBD. Go to therapistpreferred.com, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. And our friends over at Signs Broward, Fort Lauderdale. Check out signsbrowardfortlauderdale.com. Mention five reasons and you get a discount. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.